After a new polls show Donald Trump leading Joe Biden, Democratic strategists are calling Biden's re-election campaign a five-alarm fire, which is scary for Biden, because in a fire, you have to use the stairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that could be a problem. That could definitely be a problem. They're very, very concerned. Joe Biden is not up to the job. Even the radical left-wing Politico is admitting now from their secret anonymous sources that Joe Biden is not up to the job of being president and running for president. In fact, he's not up to either job, much less both jobs, because he's very severely impaired. It's not just the drinking, but that's got a lot to do with it, let's face it. Well, happy Monday to you. I hope you had a great Veterans Day weekend. My best girl and I had a great time. We were out and about for much of the weekend. Went to the Veterans Day parade in Washington, D.C. The first of its kind. Amazingly, the weather was beautiful. It was a beautiful fall weekend. And uh, we dined out, we dined in, we saw friends, we uh, we had a, a lovely, uh, and it was really a beautiful fall weekend, the weather was uh, great, and um, a light jacket, perhaps, you know, as opposed to, and now uh, is it uh, is it cooler? I think it's cooler than, uh, than usual, which is climate change. A couple of weeks ago, it was a little warmer than usual, which is global warming. I know, because the Democrats have politicized everything, including the weather, but pay no attention to that. So uh, I got a happy Monday to you and welcome. We continue to be at uh, 888-630-9625-888-630-9625 is our toll-free telephone number. Doesn't cost nothing. It's like beer at Delta House. Don't cost nothing, so might as well. And we've got uh, lots and lots to share with you. And I, I got to tell you just uh, this morning I was gathering, and I was gathering all weekend long. Michael Pierce, he can tell you because I sent the list of audio requests this morning, and I'd been accumulating them since about 1 o'clock Friday afternoon, and um, and they uh, they did add up, didn't they, Michael? They did. <laughs> He's nodding. He's nodding in agreement. Yes, uh, lots of audio requests because there is a great deal going on out there, a great deal of crazy, because Democrats are on the loose. They're off the leash. They're they're crazy, they're violent, they're nuts. You see the uh, Secret Service shots fired last night in Georgetown. A Secret Service protective detail, Biden family member, and uh, uh, was it D.C. or was it the Jihad? Was it just your usual Democrats? Of course, how do you separate the Jihadis from the Democrats at this point, honestly? it's uh, They are inseparable. They're joined at the thing, you know? You know how you separate the, the Democrats from the Jihadis? With a crowbar. See, with a crowbar, that's the, uh, that's kind of, that's an old joke about the Saudi military, the military in Saudi Arabia. How do you separate the men from the boys? And the answer is with a crowbar. See, because there's, a, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you figure out the rest. But that's, uh, that's the old joke. And there were shots fired in Georgetown. Not the usual shots fired in Georgetown. Usually it's the criminals firing shots. Last night, it was the Secret Service, and then we discovered something new, and that is that there is a marksmanship crisis 
in the Secret Service. There's, it's a crisis. Everything's got to be a crisis, right? And there's a crisis. Shots fired by Secret Service, and they didn't hit their intended targets, the, the thieves, the criminals that were, uh, that were sacking and plundering, apparently, the Secret Service vehicle. I will, uh, I will get uh, to that and share it with you. It's quite remarkable. And the left-wing radicals at Politico, that's a blog site in Washington, D.C., they're very, very concerned, very, very concerned that Joe Biden is not up to the task of being president and campaigning at the same time. And they're, they're concerned about that because they know that he's uh, up to neither job as a standalone job. Is he up to campaigning for uh, re-election? No, he's not. Is he up to being president in the meantime? Why, why no? I'm glad you asked. No, he's not. And so is he up to doing both at the same time? Uh, I think the answer to that ought to be obvious. No, he's definitely not up to the task of doing both at the same time. And even the radical left-wingers at Politico are being forced to admit that. Now, is this just, honestly, the usual crime in Georgetown? There's a lot of it because crime is a Democrat Party thing. And this is an enormously Democrat Party city, our nation's capital. And the crime doesn't stop when you leave Capitol Hill. It doesn't stop when you leave the northwest gate of the White House. No, uh, it just morphs and becomes a a different kind of crime. And uh, the Democrat Party Jihad, they love the Jihad more than just about anything at this point. Uh, Stay away, in quotation marks, is the headline, from the Washington Free Beacon. Brooklyn Jews told to avoid anti-Israel rally in Jewish neighborhood because it's Kristallnacht, all right? And the Democrats said, I don't know if you heard my tease, we call it a tease, from over the weekend. I kind of like it. It made me laugh. I was driving my car over the weekend, and I heard my own tease, and I laughed out loud. And I knew what it was, but still, I heard it, and I laughed. And uh, the Democrats, is something like, the Democrats won't be celebrating uh, Veterans Day because they're still hungover from their Kristallnacht celebration. Because the Democrat Party, they're out breaking glass. They're, uh, they really should be wearing armbands. I've been saying for about 15 years that they should be wearing armbands. I'm expecting at any moment that they're going to be issuing armbands to the party faithful. The Jews, did you see the, uh, what's his name, James Woods tweet over the weekend, Jews told to shelter in place in New York because, you know, Deutschland, Deutschland, uh, Democrat allies, that's their thing. Stay away, Brooklyn Jews told to avoid anti-Israel rally. That's the pro-Hamas rally. And you see they were tearing down American flags and replacing the flags, replacing the American flags with the Hamas flag in New York City. The jihad is here. And the Democrat Party invited them in and they're giving them what are they giving him? They're giving him some uh, pita, some pita bread, and a Shirazi salad, giving him a little bit of, and hummus. They've got hummus. The Democrats, they've rolled out the, the hummus welcome mat for the jihad. The Democrats are in on the jihad because they're radicals, they're extremists, uh, they're anti-capitalists, they're anti-Western is what it is, and they share that with the jihad. It's, uh, it has been evolving for some time. I've been talking about it here for quite some time, too. Also, the National Review, anti-Semitic hate crimes surged 200% in New York City over period la- over same period of last year. That's uh, And I think nationwide it's more than 300% the anti-Semitic. And it's all Democrats. You know, they keep looking for somebody with a tiki torch. Nobody with a tiki torch. No, it's not Charlottesville. 
it's the Democrat Party and its college campuses. You know, honestly, mm, 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 mm. you're uh, you're a Democrat Party in New York City. Anti-Semitic hate crime soared last month. The New York Times is being forced to report, but they're not going to give the worst numbers because they know it's their kids doing it. The people that they raised, the people that they educated coming out of the schools that they went to. And uh, they're shameless, of course. Did you see the mob took over the lobby of the New York Times? But they didn't burn it down this time. They didn't burn it down, interestingly enough. And the uh, anti-Israel protesters burn Israeli flag, spatter fake blood on New York Times building. There it is. And again, replacing the, the American flags as they tore them down with the Hamas flag. Some call it the Palestinian flag. Right now, if you're putting up the Palestinian flag, it is the Hamas flag because Hamas is goose-stepping into their future. That's, uh, that's their job. They're genocidal racists, genocidal anti-Semites, and the Democrat Party is hosting them with uh, PETA and Hamas parties. And they're all going to have suicide vests pretty soon, I think, the Democrat Party. You know, how many Democrats have committed politi- acts of political, murderous political suicide? I, you know, I, uh, for a while there, I was collecting all their names, but there are too many of them now. Uh, right on the Capitol grounds, Democrat Party, cop murdering suicide attack. New York City, cop murdering suicide attack. Uh, Dallas, Texas, mass murder of police officers, suicide attack. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, mass murdering police suicide attack. Uh, we had... Uh, with the, the uh, baseball field in Alexandria, Con- Congressman Steve Scalise was shot. He wanted to murder the whole Republican baseball field of congressmen, and um, and here was a suicide attack. Then we had the guy self-immolate on the uh, in front of the Supreme Court on Earth Day because they didn't want people putting uh, smoke into the air, and he had no sense of irony, so he self-immolated like a B- Buddhist monk. Democrats and have taken up suicide attacks. That's not a joke. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm just engaging in hyperbole or rhetoric, but I'm not. This is not a, an embellishment at all. This is under everything I just said. Is, and they're all suicide attacks, make no mistake. And they weren't suicide by police officer, suicide by cop. That's a different thing. What these were were suicide attacks, murderous suicide attacks. And then, of course, the self-immolation. That's your Democrat Party. I think maybe there's going to be a mass conversion to Islam. Well, there would be if they didn't hate religion so much, honestly. Yeah, so they're burning Israeli flags, they're doing all that stuff. And and then in the meantime, the Washington Post is groveling and sniveling to the jihad because they had one political cartoon, an editorial cartoon, that was great. It was a perfectly good cartoon by a great political cartoonist by the name of Michael Ramirez, who is the good guy in the universe of political cartooning. And Michael Ramirez did a, uh, a, uh, a political cartoon with a specific Hamas leader that is identifiable by name. And, uh, and, he, and Michael Ramirez drew the Hamas leader with uh, women and children lashed to him, right? Women and uh, children lashed to him. And, um, and, and it said uh, that then the Hamas leader is saying, you know, I can't believe the Israelis are killing civilians, right? And... And the Washington Post published it. And then the left became so radical that they were, you know, they might uh, detonate themselves in the lobby of the Washington Post. 
So the groveling, sniveling cowards at the fatuous Washington Post pulled the editorial cartoon by Michael Ramirez and apologized profusely. They groveled to the jihad because they're such fembots. They're such women. I, I don't mean to insult women. I, I do mean to insult the Washington Post, though. And they, uh, they put a note out. Editor's note, colon, the receptacle of all of their wisdom. As editor of the opinion section, I am responsible for what appears in the pages and on these screens. The section depends on my judgment, a cartoon we published by Michael Ramirez on the war in Gaza, our cartoon whose publication I approved was seen by many readers as racist. That's hard to believe since they see the sunrise and the moon as racist, but never mind that. That was not my intent, you groveling, sniveling wimp. I saw the drawing as a caricature of a specific individual. That's because that's what it was. The Hamas spokesperson, he's a spokesman. He's got a beard and an AK-47. He's not a spokesperson, he's a spokesman. But they're gender confused at the Washington Post who celebrated the attack on unarmed civilians in Israel. However, the reaction by a bunch of miscreants to the image convinced me that I had missed something profound and divisive, and I regret that. You know, the sad uh, story here is, well, I'll, I'll finish later. Our section is aimed at finding commonalities. That's not true. Understanding the bonds that hold us together. That's not true. Even in the darkest times, goes without saying that that's not true. In this spirit, we have taken down the drawing. No, you've taken it down in the spirit of cowardice and sucking up to the radical left and the jihadis, whose diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, uh, critical race theory, uh, dominance of your thinking has rendered you a newt. That's right, you're a newt. Not a newt Gingrich, the kind from Monty Python. We are also publishing a section of responses to the caricature, and we will continue to make the section home to a range of views, no you won't, and perspectives you haven't and you will continue to not uh, do exactly that, including ones that challenge readers, uh, all evidence to the contrary, uh, even in this paragraph. This is the spirit of opinion journalism. No, no, this is the spirit of cowardice and wimpiness. To, and lying. This is a form of lying as well and protecting the jihad. To move imperfectly toward a constructive change of exchange of ideas. No, that's not true. You know, that's not what you do at the Washington Post at all. At all possible speed, you're, you're in concrete. All right? You're not going anywhere. Listening and learning along the way. David Shipley. David Shipley is the coward. He signed on to this. And uh, he's, uh, he's a sniveling, groveling leftist who can't wait to roll over for the jihad because the left has joined the jihad. Armbands and exploding vests to follow. And, they're, and it goes on and on and on and on, and they're groveling and apologizing for publishing a Michael Ramirez political cartoon that's 100% accurate and true. But the Washington Post is not in the business of what's 100% accurate and true. They're a left-wing outpost. Democracy dies in darkness. That's uh, one of their slogans. Well, then it's dead at the Washington Post. 
You're cowards. You're frauds. You're not journalists at all. The Times of Israel is mocking and ridiculing the Washington Post for being such pathetic, spineless, gelatinous cowards. Speaking of Joe Biden, we've got an update on Joe Biden coming up, too. He can't campaign and govern at the same time since he can't do either one in isolation. We got that. London is under attack. The West is under attack. The Democrats are too cowardly to lead in this critical time. Holocaust 2.0 coming to the University of Maryland, another liberal institution. Oberlin College cowards, the MIT cowards. We've got uh, the left. The left is not fit to lead a, a classroom, much less a country. And we are at 888-630-9625. Oh, she turned me into a newt. A newt. We got better. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Now, we all know that it is a mad, 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 mad world out there, and that Washington, D.C. is a crime-ridden hellhole, the nation's capital. Run away, run away! Uh, Speaking of which, you see the illegal aliens have had enough of uh, the United States and they're fleeing back home from Chicago. Uh, They uh, it uh, turns out Chicago is not nice enough for the illegal aliens there. So they're fleeing to go back to whatever hellhole they fled. Remember, they had to flee because whatever lie the White House told us and the news media. Now they're saying, wait a minute, we didn't realize Chicago was such a beep hole and The United States, the American dream is dead, the illegal aliens are saying. I want to share this story with you. So they want to go back to beep hole central, and uh, I've got that for you. And uh, in New York, in New York, the uh, illegal aliens were shown their new accommodations, and they scoffed. They spit on the ground. They turned on their heels, and they walked out. Said, I'm not staying here. What are you... What do you think I am, an illegal alien or something? Think I've fled some beephole country? Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Democrats, a lot of Democrats are criminals. They are that way because they commit crimes, a lot of crimes. How many crimes, Chris? Well, too many to enumerate here. 
But let me start with three Democrat criminals in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Very Tony Georgetown, very chic, very, <clears throat> very expensive homes and close to things. So the headline, the New York Post has the story. I don't, I don't think the Washington Post has the story because they're not a newspaper. They're a Democrat Party political publication with a lot of P's. But the Washington, uh, the New York Post has the story. Secret Service agents protecting Biden's granddaughter open fire. Oh, that's fun. After three people try to break into SUV. <clears throat> the laws are funny in Washington, D.C. Like Ashley Babbitt was shot for allegedly trespassing and killed. And uh, so trespassing will get you in big trouble. Breaking into an SUV, that could get you shot and killed. But in this case, it didn't. Kind of humorously, I've got to say. Was anybody hit by stray bullets after? Secret Service agents, plural, assigned to defend President Biden's granddaughter, opened fire late Sunday, that's last night, on a group of people, it's a group of Democrats, attempting to break into an unmarked Secret Service car in Washington, D.C. You can generally tell, you know, it's a uh, usually a black, big black SUV, and if you know anything, you look at it and you say, well, that's a war wagon, that's, a, uh, you know, that's, that's law enforcement, they're federal. You know that if you live here and you see these things, right? On November 12th, around 11.58 p.m., that's last night at 2 minutes to midnight Eastern time, in the Georgetown neighborhood of Washington, D.C., Secret Service agents encountered possibly three individuals breaking a window on a parked and unoccupied government vehicle. The agency's spokesman, Anthony Giulimelli, uh, said in a statement, and uh, during this encounter, a federal agent discharged a service weapon and is believed uh, no one was struck. Well, what good is that? What is What kind of an agent is that? You're going to pull out your weapon. You're going to draw down on someone. You're going to say a few words out loud, you're going to pull the trigger, and uh, you don't hit anybody? What's up with that? I think there's a marksmanship crisis at the Secret Service. Does this marksmanship crisis extend to other federal law enforcement? We must uh, create a phony, baloney, blue ribbon commission to look into marksmanship in federal law enforcement because I uh, actually uh, shared this with a law enforcement friend of mine. And uh, my law enforcement friend said, well, uh, if I had been there, uh, the headline would read differently. It would uh, read, uh, three dead after attempting to carjack a Secret Service agent. Because, you know, that's, uh, that's how the thing would, uh, it would turn out differently if the marksmanship matters. You know, it's very important. If you're going to draw your weapon, point it at people, and pull the trigger, you shouldn't just send bullets down the street. There are children down there. Of course, it's midnight, just about midnight, right? teaching a cop when there's an unarmed person coming at him with a knife or something to shoot him in the leg instead of in the heart is a very different thing. That's right. Joe Biden, if an unarmed person is coming at you with a knife, see, that's the first part of Joe Biden's genius there. <laughs> if an unarmed person is coming at you with a knife, uh-huh, yeah, tell Sharon Tate. Tell <laughs> Here comes Tex Watson. He's unarmed. He's got a big knife and he's unarmed. And then Joe Biden says you should shoot him in the leg. So maybe the Secret Service agent was trying to shoot him in the leg. Pretty amazing stuff.
During this encounter, a federal agent discharged a service weapon and is believed no one was struck. The offenders immediately fled the scene in a red vehicle. You're not very good at this whole law enforcement thing. And a regional uh, lookout was issued. Shouldn't we just have, like, scramble all kinds of cars and uh, cut this thing off and crash into it and make it roll in the intersection at Wisconsin and M and, and pull the people out of the burning vehicle to see what they were up to? Were they jihadis or were they just run-of-the-mill Democrats? Because saying they're jihadis doesn't mean they're not Democrats, after all. There was no threat to any protectees, and the incident is being investigated by the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department and the Secret Service. Agents protecting Naomi Biden were out with the 29-year-old in the Georgetown neighborhood late Sunday when they caught three people attempting to break into a parked, unmarked Secret Service vehicle in the area. A law enforcement official told the Associated Press a spokesman for the D.C. Police Department did not immediately respond to requests for comment, but he said, kalakalaka, kalakalakamuka, because they don't have to talk to the press. Don't you know who they are? This is a third world country. Your Democrat Party at work, the agency put out a regional bulletin to the police to be on the lookout for the suspect's vehicle. Do they get a license plate number? Because I'd like a license plate number. You have a state on the license plate. Got any of that stuff? Because, you know. That'd be helpful. Put it out to the public. They got an APB, got a BOLO, you know, all points bulletin, be on the lookout. Got all kinds of abbreviations and acronyms <laughs> since it's Washington. The nation's capital has seen a dramatic rise in carjackings and car thefts this year because of Democrats. In the past year, police have received reports of more than 750 carjackings and more than 6,000 stolen vehicles. Now, there are only about 650,000 people that live in the District of Columbia, so that's a lot of uh, car theft there. The issue has become so pervasive that even lawmakers have been impacted. Last month, U.S. Representative Henry Cuellar, Texas Democrat, was carjacked at gunpoint near the Capitol by three armed assailants. And then there were three in Georgetown, is that a coincidence? Yes, it is, actually. I don't know. Hunter Biden's eldest daughter, who notably got married at the White House last fall, most recently made headlines following reports that she uh, uh, allegedly vandalized uh, the U.S. Capitol in uh, 2011 when she worked as a Senate page. But that's okay. Don't pay any. She lives at the White House now, right? The then 17-year-old was reportedly given a tour of the Capitol Dome with a fellow page, when the two etched their names into the top of the structure. She should, if that were, you know, Ashley Babbitt was shot for less than that and killed. I'm just saying, you know, because it's true. Just trespassing is not the same as vandalizing the Capitol. It's, it's, uh, but there it is. So Secret Service opens fire and nobody's hit. I want to see the agent that opened fire at night in Georgetown and didn't hit Three, you got three, su come on. And it's not even one skinny uh, person. It's, uh, they got three of them, and you miss all three of them. You got to spend some time at the range. Whoever that is, get get out to the range. Probably send them to the range this morning. Because what the heck, midnight. What, have you been drinking or something? Been out drinking with Metropolitan Police Department and Secret Service investigating 
an agent involved shooting. That doesn't happen very often. After possibly, they're not sure, three individuals attempted to break into a government car outside the Georgetown home of President Biden's granddaughter, Naomi. Did Joe ever shower with her, or was that just uh, strictly with uh, the daughters? Because got some weird stuff going on in that family. That's, uh, that's good stuff. That's your, that's your Democrat Party. That's Washington, D.C. That's your Democrat-run city. It's your nation's capital. Just extraordinary. Now, there are a couple of funny illegal alien stories. <laughs> because illegal aliens are getting a little picky now. Getting, uh, getting kind of picky, these illegal aliens are. And in uh, Chicago, in Chicago, they're very upset because it's cold. Nobody told them Chicago was going to be cold. And when they found out, they said, wait a minute, I don't want to spend any time here in Chicago. Chicago's no good. I, uh, <laughs> I want to get out of here and go back to someplace warm. But you just fled someplace warm. Why did you, why did you flee someplace warm if you're going to come to Chicago of all places? Maybe they just thought they were going to go to uh, Texas and stay there, but Governor Abbott had another plan in mind. Here are a couple of headlines for you. The Chicago Tribune. Migrant family journeys back to Venezuela, comma. More leaving Chicago as winter looms. Quote, the American dream doesn't exist anymore, end quote. That's the uh, radical left-wingers at the Seattle Times. I think they're in bed with the Washington Post, right? Are they owned by Jeff Bezos, too? I'm not sure. And then Fox News headline, Chicago migrants return to Venezuela ahead of winter. Quote, there is nothing for us here. <laughs> Again, this is like turning into a Mel Brooks movie. These, these people, um, I don't think that, um, you know, I care if it gets cold in Chicago. You, you chose to <laughs> violate our laws and come to our country. And, and, so it's, uh, but it's, uh, you know, how, how do they, they make everything funny, don't they? They can make carjacking funny by crashing the car and all dying in a fiery crash. They can, they, they make the strangest things funny. The, the left and the, the jihadis occasionally make things funny, accidentally blowing up at the wrong time and things like that. So Chicago migrants return to Venezuela ahead of winter. There's nothing for us here. The Illinois city has seen more than 19,000 migrants since August of 2022. That's not very many, is it? That's We should give them more. And New York should get 20 times that many. There should be 19,000 just on Martha's Vineyard. Chicago migrants are beginning to move back to Venezuela as the city, city runs out of resources to house and support illegal immigrants. The Chicago Tribune reported on the account of Michael Castejon. Michael Castejon who migrated with his wife and stepdaughter from Venezuela to find a better life. However, after several months, he realized, hey, wait a minute, the left got a hold of the United States too, and they've ruined it. You got here too late, Michael. Sorry, Miguel. Uh, you tardy. That's the thing. However, after several months, the family suffered from homelessness, a lack of job opportunities, and no access to better education. Well, that's right. It's the Chicago public school system, so... You are blank out of luck again, pal, old pal of mine. By early November, they had requested tickets back to their home country. So now we get to buy tickets, uh, plane tickets back to their home country. This is a place where lots of Americans go and do business, 
Some Americans go on vacation in Venice. There's one island north of the where Americans still go on vacation. But here's uh, Castillon said, the American dream doesn't exist anymore. There is nothing here for us. Womp, womp, womp. So Sully, Uncle Charlie, the report suggested that Castillon was not the only migrant who felt that way. As the city grows colder, it gets cold. I know, I grew up there. Many are requesting tickets to other cities or even other countries to avoid sleeping on the street during winter. We should send them to France. I think France would like them. How many more months of living on the streets will it take? No, no more. It's better that I leave. At least I have my mother back home, Castellon said. At least he's got a, he loves his mother. The boy loves his mother. That's very nice. Some migrants have suggested that they've been misled to believe that they could be granted asylum immediately and perhaps receive a work permit. That's because the Democrats lie to everybody, so they lie to you. But look, have faith in them. They are trying to destroy the country. They're pulling out all the stops, doing everything they know how to do to ruin the United States of America. And it's not just the cold weather which is their fault, too, because they're in charge of the weather, right? And if it gets cold in Chicago in the wintertime, that's their fault, right? Am I right? See? Because we, we, we put them in charge of the weather. They're the head of the weather committee, um, and uh, they've ruined the weather. Others acknowledge the sheer number of illegal immigrants overwhelming the city has likely depleted resources. You know, the crooked mayor there, let's go, Brandon Johnson, he, uh, he came to Washington recently and he wanted uh, $5 billion uh, because everything's a shakedown with the left. We didn't know things would be this hard, Castellon said. I thought the process was faster. You should have tried doing it legally. Now, that really takes a long time. City officials reported that Chicago had uh, received more than 19,000 migrants since August of 2022. In addition, over 68,000 Chicago citizens are experiencing homelessness. Why don't you focus on taking care of them? 68,000. That's a small city all by itself. Homeless just in the city of Chicago. What's Joe Biden doing about that? What are the Democrats doing about that? What are any of our political leaders doing about that? Every city is in the same shape. And what are they doing about that? They're bringing in eight and a half million illegal aliens to sleep on the sidewalk next to you. You people are criminals. Let's have an election and vote all these people out. Oh, wait, we just had an election and the Democrats voted for more crime, for more carjacking, for more murder. As the migrant crisis grew worse, local leaders have begun debating Chicago's status as a sanctuary city. The Democrats want to keep it a sanctuary city. They had a meeting last week. African-American residents showed up in droves to scream at the idiot Democrats saying, why are you trying to destroy our city? They've got homeless laying on floors all over O'Hare Airport, police stations, sporting fields that are supposed to be used by kids. This is the Democrats making things better. What do you hear the New York story? It's pretty funny, too. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Now, the illegal aliens in Chicago... Get me out of Chicago. There's a new song. Take me back to Chicago. Chihuahua's not my style. Take me back. 
So the illegal aliens want out of Chicago because, uh, you know, the American dream is dead, say the illegal aliens, and they would know. Uh, And it's because the left is here. The Democrat Party is here to destroy the American dream in America more broadly, open borders and all that stuff. And Michael Pierce and I were talking about this earlier, and I was singing, (laughs) Take me back to Chihuahua. Chicago's not my style. Take me back to Chihuahua, because that the same number of syllables as uh, Chicago. Take me back to Chihuahua. That's uh, that's what's going on in the United States of America and in New York, where they have this awful, terrible mayor. Got an awful, terrible mayor in Chicago too. Take me. That's a uh, um, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon Johnson. And they have Eric Adams in New York, who's it's just. Turned out to be terrible. I had some hope for him when he started. And here's the New York Post. First migrants arrived because the mayor, Eric Adams, he found this uh, this island to put all the illegal aliens on, and they set up a tent city. Well, the first batch of migrants was boist, was bussed to Floyd Bennett Field's makeshift tent city in Brooklyn on Sunday. That's yesterday. And they wanted no part of it. Dozens, uh, dozens of migrant families arrived at the controversial remote housing site, courtesy of the Eric Adams administration, shortly after 12.30 p.m. Hey, where's our free lunch? Looked around and promptly hopped back on the bus <laughs> to try to return to their previous shelters. We weren't told where we were going, one of the bust migrant dads griped to the New York Post. I work in the Bronx, he said. My kids go to school in the Bronx. How's your apartment? You like it? For us to live out here is ridiculous. We're going back, he fumed. Another migrant father, bust to the field, said that he had been living at the Roosevelt, Ho- Roosevelt Hotel in Midtown Manhattan. Nice. The city's processing site for the migrants. And he was headed back there. Nobody wants to say. They don't want to stay there. They're going to take us back to the train so we can go back to 45th Street, he said. We didn't know we were coming here. They just said they were taking us to another shelter. I cannot stay here. This is crazy. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.